When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. And you're on right now with Jim Dawes on Mojo 5 Radio Network. Bringing you the news behind the news, the story behind the story. Here to convince you the reality is usually scoffed at, and conventional wisdom is usually just an illusion. We're live on iHeartRadio, available on demand on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, Spotify, and all your favorite directories. Follow me on Twitter at right now, Jim Dawes. Or shoot me an email. The address is rightnowjimdaws at gmail.com. You can call the vent line and raise hell at 772-245-0750. That's 772-245-0750. Well, it just doesn't end. It just doesn't end. There was a, uh, a police shooting of a man who was resisting arrest, assaulting officers, Stole one of their weapons, a taser, uh, turned to fire it on a pursuing police officer. And uh, he returned fire, killing uh, the suspect. And now Atlanta is burning, uh, at least the neighborhood of uh, southeast Atlanta, a neighborhood called Lakewood. Give you a little context on Lakewood. Lakewood uh, was formerly a solidly middle class neighborhood where a lot of the people that worked at the former Lakewood General Motors plant lived. Also, uh, the, the Ford plant in Doraville, uh, they had a lot of people lived in Lakewood that worked there. Of course, those jobs are gone. They were shipped uh, uh, down to uh, Mexico and then later to China as part of this free trade regime. So, uh, you know, the middle class there has collapsed. It was bad enough before because uh, under the Great Society, uh, there was one of the largest public housing complexes in the nation built in Lakewood. Uh, it was called it is called Carver Homes. Uh, just brought a, a massive amount of concentrated social dysfunction uh, to the neighborhood uh, and, and made it almost unlivable with crime and unemployment and uh i mean it just really wrecked the neighborhood lakewood was also the former home to uh the racetrack in atlanta uh that was uh that moved out uh probably 30 years ago uh there was the fairgrounds at lakewood the atlanta fairgrounds uh that also uh, moved out when the neighborhood became unsafe and people stopped going the uh the infrastructure was left over um big, beautiful old pavilions uh, that was occupied for a while by movie companies. Uh, and then they decided that that also was not the best place. So they moved uh, outside of the city as well. 
But Lakewood was a thoroughly uh, dysfunctional neighborhood. I, I worked there for many years, uh, fought a lot of fire there. Uh, when I was a battalion chief, that was in my first response territory. That Wendy's that you saw burned, I, uh, I ate there a lot, a lot. It was the only uh, fast food restaurant in the neighborhood. The city had begged um, for businesses and restaurants and grocery stores to come to that neighborhood, and, and Wendy's uh, built uh, that. It's a great restaurant, offered good food and entry-level jobs to the neighborhood. It's now gone. So you've undoubtedly, uh, you know, heard about the incident. Um, it's being characterized as uh, police shoot unarmed black man for sleeping in a car. It was nothing of the sort. Police had responded because the guy had passed out in the drive through lane when they interviewed him. He didn't know where he was or, or uh, you know, uh, anything else. Uh, he thought he was in Forest Park. He didn't even realize he was in Atlanta. They we're in the process of arresting him for uh, driving under the influence when he um, started fighting with the cops, punching him in the face, and took one of them their tasers uh, and then uh, started to run away. Uh, one of the officers gave chase, and then when the suspect turned around uh, and fired or aimed or may have fired the taser at the police officer, he, he returned fire. And nobody on the left and many people on the right, shamefully, Neil Bortz came out and said it was an unjustified shooting as well, seemed to understand the actual um, mechanisms of uh, defense for a street cop. If you allow a, a violent suspect to shoot you with a taser, he not only has the upper hand because you're incapacitated, but he has access to your gun which he can use on you or your partner or anybody else that might be responding to the scene. So under, under any um, protocols for use of force, this was a, a justified police shooting. But that didn't stop uh, the left-wing media, including CNN and MSNBC and uh, black elected officials in Atlanta and nationwide from condemning this and mischaracterizing it. Keisha Lance Bottoms, uh, the mayor of Atlanta and potential vice presidential running mate for Joe Biden, came right out with uh, without any investigation, called for the police officer to be fired, which he has been, and uh, apparently have forced the police chief to resign. Stacey Abrams, another uh, black female uh, Democrat that uh, is a formerly a Georgia legislator and failed governor gubernatorial candidate. She also came out uh, and, and claimed that the reason that this man was shot is because he was asleep at a drive through. She went on the Sunday news shows and, uh, and repeated that nonsense. Here is uh, his, her comments to George Stephanopoulos continue until we actually make change. We saw immediate, immediate taking responsibility last night in Atlanta. I want to ask you about that incident last over the weekend in Atlanta, the killing of 27-year-old Rayshard Brooks. Mayor uh, Keisha Lance Bottoms did speak out on this yesterday. Let's listen. While we have a police force full of men and women who work alongside our communities with honor, respect, and dignity, there has been a disconnect 
with what our expectations are and should be as it relates to interactions with our officers and the communities in which they are entrusted to protect. So she goes on there. I'll, uh, I'll follow up on Mayor Bottoms' comments. She, uh, she follows up there with uh, calls for the police officer involved to be fired without any due process, without any investigation, without even uh, waiting, you know, for, um, for the full context of what happened to come forward. He has been fired now without any due process or presumption of innocence. According to the Democrats, that's our new standard. Pedophiles, rapists, murderers, arsonists, rioters, they're all entitled to due process and the presumption of innocence, but a police officer who's defending himself and the community is adjudicated to be guilty if he uh, if he steps outside of you know the Democrats' demand that he not defend himself or uh, do his job. Back to this clip with uh, Stacey Abrams. What a disconnect that is! She mentioned this the third time in the last two weeks. She's had to review police video. The the third time in the last uh, two weeks that she's had to review police video, she fired two other officers for deploying their taser, calling that deadly force. And now uh, a suspect turns to use a taser on police officers. It's no longer deadly force. All of a sudden he's unarmed. Back to this clip. And that is why you saw the reaction from protesters. That is why the the virulence of anger remains. Uh, activists are necessarily calling into question what's actually being done. And what I would say is that there is there's a legitimacy to this anger. There's Oh, it's legitimate to burn down the Wendy's because the police officer defended himself. The legitimacy to this outrage. A man was murdered because he was asleep in a drive-through. He was murdered says Stacey Abrams, wants to be vice president of the United States. He most certainly was not murdered. He was shot because he was assaulting police officers and attempting to use a weapon on them. A perfectly justified use of force under any circumstances for a civilian or a police officer. Stacey Abrams, former Democratic Party uh, leader in the State House accuses the police officer of murder on national TV. This is where we are in this upside-down Marxist Black Lives Matter movement. And we know that this is not an isolated occurrence. We also know that a man taking a taser from a police officer in Pennsylvania resulted in his arrest, but because this person was black, it resulted in his death. Those are conversations that have to be had not only through speeches, but through the decisions made by budget allocations. And I think that's the next conversation we have. This, yeah, that's the next conversation we have to have, defund the police. This is an example of uh, a, a propaganda tactic where uh, these Marxists highlight and focus solely on the instances that prove their case. So she says, well, this man was shot because he was black and another man wasn't shot because he was white that ignores entirely the fact of course that twice as many white men are shot 
in uh, in interactions with the police as blacks, and that whites are 25% more likely to be shot during an interaction with police than a black suspect. But uh, they ignore anything that is outside of their narrative, and they've been able to to uh, you know advance their cause, their Marxist long march that way. So Chief Shields has had to resign now for one and only one reason, and that's because she's white. They've appointed an interim police chief, of course, who uh, who fits with the uh, t- uh, the the mob's idea of uh, a proper police chief. He is black, Rodney Bryant, and the new standard of justice for police is far far less than the most despicable criminals that you could ever imagine. Ali Velchi, the bald-headed idiot talking head over on MSNBC, the one that you last saw standing in the middle of four different arson fires, declaring it a peaceful protest, took to his Twitter account and repeated the lie. He says an unarmed black man was asleep in a car, threatening nobody. He resisted arrest and ran for his life. Atlanta police pursued him as he ran away, so he turned the taser he had taken from them. They shot him. He's dead. The man, the call was for a man asleep in the car. Well, yeah, the call was for a man passed out, intoxicated, behind the wheel that represented a huge public safety threat to the law-abiding citizens of Atlanta. When they attempted to arrest him as is perfectly appropriate, He fought with cops, punching them in their face, took a weapon from one of them, and attempted to use that weapon on a police officer. And guess what? He was shot, as he most certainly should have been. So I'm going to run out to a break, and when I come back, I'm going to try to put this in a little bit of context from a police officer's point of view. Stick with us. You hear the headlines. You know health insurance is a real mess right now. Premiums have skyrocketed, and in most cases, you're stuck with your plan until open enrollment. But there's a government rule that allows you to qualify for lower health insurance rates if your life has changed. That means if you've changed jobs, if you're having a child, if you're getting married, if you're getting divorced, even if you run a small business or you're self-employed, this law may qualify you to get lower health insurance rates. Call the the health insurance hotline today. Learn how this 10-minute call can help you get lower health insurance rates. This is a free service to help consumers learn the laws to help them qualify for lower health insurance rates. So call right now to learn more. 800-605-1679. 800-605-1679-800-605-1679. That's 800-605-1679. Pay for by Go Health. So if you're watching what's going on, it's pretty clear the Democrat Party and their left wing base, their Marxist neo Marxist base is has come down solidly on the side of 
the criminal element in our society and against police officers. So I want to try to put this in a little bit of context in case any of these left-wing idiots are listening. A police officer deals with criminals every workday. They work 40 hours, eight-hour shifts, mornings, mids, or morning, evenings, or mids. They deal with criminals every workday a patrol officer does out on the beat. That's many, many thousands of times over a 25 or 30 year career as it it might be. If a police officer expects to make it home to his family every night for that long career, they cannot afford to err on the side of a criminal that's trying to assault or kill them. They have to err on the side of being alive. If they don't, eventually those odds are going to catch up with them. And if you fight with a police officer, if you try to take his weapon, if you take one of his weapons and try to use it against him, you are most definitely subject to be shot. If you don't run, if you don't fight, if you don't try to take one of their weapons, if you don't try to assault them, You'll be just fine. If you've got a problem with their arrest, you will have due process. You'll be able to uh, file a complaint against them. You'll be able to take it to court. You've got any number of alternatives. But this notion that's being advanced by these defund the police Marxists, that you can somehow uh, resist arrest, assault a police officer, take their weapons, and not have the police officer defend themselves is absolutely shameful. These officers have a split second to react and they do not get a second chance over a long career with thousands and thousands of interactions with criminals. If they don't make the right decision, that's it for them. They're not going home. And this whole idea that a a taser is somehow a non-lethal weapon. Well, Keisha Lance Bottoms fired two police officers a week ago, maybe two weeks ago, for deploying deploying a taser, calling it deadly weapons. Now that a, a criminal's using it, she's decided that it's no longer a deadly weapon. But in this situation and similar situations, it is most certainly a deadly weapon. If a cop allows himself to be tased by a a violent felon, and once you start assaulting police officers, you are a felon then the perp has a incapacitated cop there with a gun probably laying on the ground or on his side uh, on his holster so you now have a cop unable to defend himself and uh, um the criminal's access to the gun it's very easy for these democrat leftist to second guess a police officer from the comfort of their couch or to politicize it And police officers have the same standard for deadly force as anybody else. It's been enshrined in Western jurisprudence since the very beginning. If you're reasonably in fear of your life or seriously serious bodily harm to yourself or others, you can use deadly force. And that's what they need to be educating people on. It's pretty easy. The, the rules here are pretty easy. Don't fight with police. Don't run from police. Definitely never try to take a police officer's weapon. 
But in many ways, this whole defund the police movement have already won this, this debate. When a police officer is fired for defending himself against a suspect that has already assaulted them and is trying to deploy a weapon that he took off on, on him, they've already won. There is absolutely no amount of training, tactical or otherwise, that you could give a police officer to make him not react when someone is trying to use lethal force against them. And all of this is going to have three, the, the defund the police movement's victory in all of this, is going to have three outcomes. One, there's going to be more dead police officers because they're going to be more and more reluctant to defend themselves. And the number of uh, police officers killed by violent criminals every year far outnumbers the number of unarmed so-called suspects that are shot, totally, black or white. There was 53 police officers killed in the line of duty last year, and there was uh, 9 plus 21, 30, 30 uh, unarmed suspects out of millions of arrests. The second result they're going to have is good people are not going to want to take this job anymore. You'd be crazy. You'd be out of your mind to go to work for a police force in one of these Democrat-controlled cities. They will not stand behind you at the first sign of uh, political opportunism. They will cut and run and throw you under the bus. Even after a long career of risking your life to defend their city. And the third result is that the violent crime in these high crime communities is going to go through the roof because police officers that are on the job already trying to get through their career are not, are not going to get out of their cars. They're not going to enforce the law. They're not going to respond promptly. They're going to wait till the, uh, the crime is over with and they're going to come by and take a report because that's the dilemma that these leftist mayors have put them into. I used to eat at that Wendy's. It's been torched now. It was the only fast food restaurant in the area. They stepped out on a limb to to try to bring entry level jobs and uh, you know good food to that neighborhood. They have been now burned out for the crime of having called the police because someone was passed out in their drive-thru. And apparently uh, the, the Wendy's was just sacrificed to the mob. The police pulled back. Fire department, which is uh, about a mile from there, was not allowed to respond. Those jobs are gone. That place to eat is gone. I think it was a black-owned business because the leftists sacrificed it to the mob. They see this. They know that they can get away with it now. And leftists are all over Twitter claiming that Wendy's deserved to be burned down because they, they called the police on, on this uh, intoxicated driver. They deserved it. They had it coming. Wendy's is one of these left-wing corporations that's desperately trying to buy peace with the black lives matter movement. If you go to their Twitter feed, 
It's all about Black Lives Matter. Apparently, the criminal elements in these neighborhoods don't bother to read Wendy's Twitter feed. And it's hard to have any sympathy for Wendy's. Here's an example of one of their tweets. Our voice would be nothing without black culture. Right now, a lot of people are hurting because of blatant racism. Their voices need to be heard, period. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. CNN, who is, you know, the the mouthpiece, propaganda arm, and cheerleader for the Black Lives Movement, uh, sent a news crew out to get pictures of them burning down the Wendy's so that they could try to contextualize it course the rioters attacked them stole their camera and beat them <laughs> guess cnn doesn't i mean uh the the rioters don't realize that cnn's on their side unbelievable we got to run out to a break when we come back we're going to take a look in on what happened over the weekend and the people's republic of Chaz out in seattle a shining example of idiots if there ever was one Stick with us. We'll be right back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. If you have thyroid eye disease and you can't get any shut-eye because you can't shut your eyes, it might be time to discover another treatment option. To learn more, visit TreatMyTed.com. That's TreatMyTed.com. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Daily Journal of News, Politics, and Culture from an America First perspective. So the sentiment about Chaz has really done a 180. All the people on the right who wanted something to be done, wanted law and order restored there, wanted uh, that city, that part of the city retaken from the, the Antifa and Black Lives Matter radicals have now decided that it's just too damn entertaining to watch. And there, people are all over Twitter begging Donald Trump not to shut down Chaz. I'm one of them. I, I certainly don't want it to be shut down. This is a, a shining example of the, uh, the ideology, the idiocy behind this bullcrap movement. The clips coming out of there are just... Absolutely hilarious. And I think we need to make sure that it stays open all the way up until the November election. The last thing we need to do is shut down the the, the logical consequence 
if these parties, uh, if these policies were ever enacted nationwide. Here's here's one clip. Uh, this is uh, one of these um, gatherings they've had uh, where one of the BLM activists gets up and demands that. Well, I guess it's a form of reparations. Okay. I want you to find by the end of, by the time you leave this autonomous zone, I want you to give $10 to one African-American person from this autonomous zone. And if you find that's difficult, if you find it's hard for you to give $10 to people of color, to black people especially, you have to think really critically about in the future, are you going to actually give up power and land and capital when you have it? If you if you have a hard time giving up $10, you got to think about, are you really down with this struggle? Are you really down with the movement? Because if that is a challenge for you, then I'm unsure if you're in the right place. So find an African-American person. The white people, I see you. I see every single one of you. And I remember... I see you, and I remember you. Give it up. <laughs> I guess this is a, a form of reparations. Who knew that these these um, new residents of Chaz weren't revolutionaries after all? They're just basically Democrat Party activists. I mean, these are the same policies being promoted with the reparations movement inside the Democrat Party. But there are a lot of other sort of glaring contradictions, of course. Uh, the the uh, the warlords that lead Chaz have uh, is, you know, built a border wall around their new nation. They've established um, checkpoints. They've got armed warlords roaming the street and imposing their standard of justice. <laughs> They're even demanding reparations. And, uh, you know, this is a sort of an evolutionary thing. We, we know that, you know, where this is all going to end up. And, uh, and one of uh, their speakers uh, realizes where it's going to end up as well. It is not Chaz, it is Chuck. Anybody- it's no longer Chaz, it's Chop. What does he mean by Chop? Well, let's listen. you ever heard of the French Revolution before? That is another revolution because people started putting property over lives. They started putting money over people. Does anybody here know what happened to the people who did not get on board with the French Revolution? Chop. Chop. Say it louder. Chop. Chop. Say it louder. That is the message we need to send. We are serious. This is not a joke. I am tired of seeing my people be genocided by every definition of the word. By every definition of the word. Nine, nine uh, unarmed people killed by police most of them resisting arrest or attacking police officers. That's genocide, according to this guy. And anybody who resists, I guess, I don't know whether we still call it Chaz or we call it Chopped now. Anybody that resists is going to face the same consequence as during the French Revolution. They're going to face the guillotine. There's no, there's no free speech in 
Chaz or chopped or whatever you want to call it. Uh, they're attacking journalists. Uh, they're not allowing to be filmed. If they, uh, they catch them, they take, they take their equipment and give them a beating. And the form of justice that uh, is being meted out by these warlords is uh, pretty basic. If somebody steals something from a white person, they allow that. And if the white person tries to get their property back, then the warlord enforces the, uh, the original theft. Here's kind of a long uh, clip. They've got this white guy up against a car. He's trying to recover some of the property that was stolen from him. And the warlords are demanding that he give it back. You want to see me in the street? Bro, I got it. I did it. He got to go. Get a bag back. No, 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 no. I don't care. Get a bag back. I don't care if it was your bag to begin with. Give it back. It was stole fair and square. Leave don't rob me. Unbelievable. It goes on and on like that. They uh, they give him a beat and then take his bag and give it to the guy that stole it from him fair and square. Hmm. There was an interesting clip that came out of Chaz or Chopped. Uh, there was a uh, one of these um, street preachers in there that you can see in every major city across this country. He was beaten down, and uh, they caught themselves uh, putting a chokehold on him and doing uh, exactly the same thing that had been done to George Floyd. Actually, George Floyd didn't have a chokehold, but what they accuse the officer in the George Floyd cha- uh, case of, uh, they, they caught themselves doing that to a street preacher because he wouldn't shut up and stop calling them to Jesus. The police uh, commissioner in Seattle has reported that they've uh, they've got uh, just a uh, an epidemic of rapes, assaults, extortion, vandalism there in chopped chaz. All that is cool for the warlords, but damn it, we draw the line at police at uh, street preaching. <laughs> oh man, this is better than any sitcom that could ever be put together. It's just fabulous. Please do not send the troops in there. Let let the residents of Seattle that were stupid enough to elect this ineffective mayor stew in their own excrement. I hope it goes on forever. Right up through the election for sure. You thought that um, the Tiger King was entertaining. This is like Joe Exotic and The Walking Dead had a baby, said someone on Twitter. So, of course, after we've seen all of uh, these massive demonstrations in city after city across this country, and the Democrats and their uh, their leftist mayors and governors have turned a blind eye to it, now Donald Trump has decided to resume his rallies. He's got a big one uh, scheduled for next week in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Almost a million people have signed up online for that. So just a great data mining operation for the campaign. And, of course, all the leftists have turned out in opposition. You can't do that. You're going to kill Grandma. 
Street protests are okay, but you can't rally Trump. I've got a clip here going to play for you before we go out to a break. This is uh, apparently Fraser Crane, who was based in Seattle, has uh, resumed his show and received a call from the People's Republic of Chaz. Yeah, hello. My name is my name's Roger, and I am a resident of the nation of Chaz. I'm having a bit of a crisis. All of my conflict-free, locally-sourced food storages were raided by a band of steampunks, and my U.S. currency is no longer recognized in the Chaz. I'm getting a lot of text messages from my biological guardians whose basement I recently liberated myself from. But now I have no food, and I'm thinking about reaching back out to them for some aid. Does that compromise my status as a non-binary, full-core, anti-fascist, male-feminist, non-patriarchal, intersectional ally? Roger. At Cornell University, they have an incredible piece of scientific equipment known as the Tunneling Electron Microscope. Now, this microscope is is so powerful that by firing electrons, you can actually see images of the atom, the infinitesimally minute building block of our universe. Roger, if I were using that microscope right now, (laughs) I still wouldn't be able to locate my interest in your problem. That's how I feel. Let those people have their chaz. I actually, I'm to the point now where I hope they establish one in Portland too, and all of these other left-wing cities, so they can get a daily feed of the ultimate conclusion of these neo-Marxist revolutionaries. Got to run out to a break. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Mojo. Attention homeowners that have ever had a broken appliance. (laughs) That's a joke, right? We've all had broken appliances. I own a home just like you and have found a way for as little as a dollar a day to have all the major appliances in my home on a warranty plan. They're guaranteed to be fixed or replaced. You know how expensive an air conditioner, a heating system, a washing machine, dryer, water heater, or refrigerator can be. For about a dollar a day, all your major appliances are protected in case they break. Unless you're uh, Daddy Warbucks or the Monopoly guy and you don't care about money, call my friends at the Home Service Club now and get a warranty on your major appliances. It's a free call and the first month is free. But be one of the first 25 people to call within the next 10 minutes. 800-255-4940. That's 800-255-4940. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. So you may be 
listening to this and saying, oh, Jim, you're overreacting. This isn't a Marxist movement. These people just want racial justice. You don't have to take my word for it. Take the word of the Black Lives Matter movement itself. These uh, these admissions are all over their online posts and, they, and, and their public statements. They say that they're in the black radical tradition and they count among their four bearers, the Black Panther movement and Malcolm X. And while you might not want to believe that we've got a Marxist revolution going on in the streets, they are happily admitting it. The Black Panther movement, of course, was uh, to try to uh, set up a a race war between blacks uh, and the police. They wanted to dismantle capitalism and uh, and the family structure in Western civilization. They wanted to destroy the history and seize the levers of power. They want to dismantle the frameworks of society and undermine law enforcement. The exact same tactics that have been used in Russia and China and uh, Cambodia, Cuba and Venezuela. But the, the really scary thing about this is how all of the institutions in the United States have come down squarely on the side of the Marxist revolutionaries. They, they hope that if they try to appease them, that they will be eaten last. But these big corporations, especially, who who have donated hundreds of millions of dollars to this Marxist movement, are going to find out that they're going to be the first ones that are going to be put up against a wall. But these corporate boardrooms, desperate to be, you know, deemed politically correct and appease these radicals, are are throwing in the towel. Airbnb donated hundreds of thousands of dollars. They're putting up these radicals uh, when they they come to agitate at these cities and set fires. Nike, Nike, which of course is famous for using child labor sweatshops in Asia to manufacture these ridiculously priced tennis shoes. And then try to pitch them to the uh, the poorest segments of society. How do you think they're going to get the money? They have donated or, or promised millions of dollars. Amazon has, has uh, banned the police from using their facial recognition software just in time to keep them from identifying and prosecuting all of these looters and arsonists throughout the country. They've, they've received uh, hundreds of millions of dollars at this point, Black Lives Matter. They're going to be awash in funds. Of course, they're getting it from George Soros' o- Open Society Foundation, but they've also gotten, gotten it from the Ford Foundation, the Burrell's philanthropy. Right out of the communist copy playbook, So a a once sort of small, violent, discredited American movement has, through the use of arson and looting and unrest, now got itself fully funded 
to the tune of hundreds of millions of dollars, and we're going to be dealing with the fallout for a long time to come. And, uh, you know, part of uh, any communist revolution is you have to discredit and erase a people's history and culture. I've got a clip here from Nigel Farage, who was recently fired from his uh, talk show there in the UK for questioning uh, the ideological leftist bent of the Black Lives Matter movement. And he's talking about this attack on our heritage and, and history. The three words on their own, black lives matter, well, nothing wrong with that. Uh, and if people say uh, they want to make sure that throughout society there is equality of opportunity um, and we have to deal with what I've, whatever unfairnesses there are, that's fine. But here's the problem. Black Lives Matter as an organisation is a Marxist, anarchistic organisation that seeks to defund the, fl- the police, to overthrow our capitalist system, to put, it, put in place reparations for slavery, for things that happened centuries ago. You know, they're not going to go away just because a few statues have been brought down. They will continue if they're allowed to, and if public support stays with them, they will continue until they have fundamentally changed society. And I, I really think uh, this is now about a lot more than George Floyd and the appalling manner of his death. This is now an all-out attack on our nation, its symbols, our heritage. It's an attempt to completely, completely make all of us feel ashamed of who we are and of what we are. The- but... Jim, they're just taking down those those uh, violent secessionist co- uh, confederates. No, things are moving fast. You got to pay attention already. They're going after the the founders and and other symbols of the United States. Out in Portland, they they uh, over the weekend toppled a statue of Thomas Jefferson. So if you thought <clears throat> that maybe they were going to stop at the confederates. You're just not paying attention. In Chicago, a uh, a statue of George Washington was vandalized. A KKK hood was put on it and burned down the White House was painted on the base. In Philadelphia, the tomb of the unknown soldier of the American Revolution was destroyed. In Delaware, a memorial honoring fallen police officers was axed. His neck was uh, taken an axe to. The state flags around it were soaked in urine. The tomb of the unknown soldier. Oh, that's that's the one in Philadelphia. Got a clip here uh, from Steve Bannon talking about the uh, the Marxist nature of what we're witnessing in our streets. This is not about the peaceful protest. This is not about Mr. Floyd's murder. Uh, this is not about any of that. This is about defund the police. This is about a, a cultural Marxist in league with the Chinese Communist Party and other open border sources throughout the world that want to go to that want to destroy the Westphalian system, the nation state system, and want to go to uh, want to go to some system that the nation state is absolutely destroyed. So whether you have uh, whether you have uh, police free zones or sanctuary cities, this is all coming home to roost. It's all coming home to roost. When we allowed the Democrats to install these sanctuary cities, we uh, basically surrendered to the mob.
Oh, <laughs> have you seen this this video put together by the celebrities who um, you know are trying to preemptively admit uh, their guilt and uh, and beg for forgiveness before the mob comes to them? I'll play you a little bit of it. I take responsibility. I take responsibility. I take responsibility. I take responsibility for every unchecked moment, for every time it was easier to ignore than to call it out for what it was. Every not-so-funny joke. Every unfair stereotype. Every blatant injustice, no matter how big or small. Every time I remained silent. Every time I explained away police brutality. Or turned a blind eye. I take responsibility. That uh, that video goes on for three solid minutes. They've, they've got a whole bunch of so-called celebrities, most of whom I don't even recognize, up there taking responsibility and trying to shame the rest of us. They absolutely, these celebrities got dragged over this because there wasn't a single bit of diversity in their uh, their grovel, their three-minute-long grovel. And uh, somebody on Twitter put together a, uh, a really good spoof of this. Her name is Laura Whittinghouse, and I'm going to play you about a minute of that. I take responsibility. I take responsibility. I take responsibility for being a white savior, for attention-seeking behavior, for performative activism, for thinking that other people give a shit about my experience in a time like this, for putting my hand on my heart to feign sincerity, for waiting until the hard part is over and then posting an opportunistic video, for not really knowing who this video is for. I think it's for me. I'm not sure. I'm praying. I learned this move in acting school. For the sad piano music and the black and white. It's such a cliche. I take responsibility for not learning my lines. I probably should have done that if I really cared. For enunciating strongly to show how angry I am. For my complete lack of self-awareness. For thinking that a video on Twitter would fix racism. I am not reading this off a screen. Hollywood is in a free fall. They've lost tens of billions of dollars uh, because they've basically uh, alienated about half of their audience. And uh, the other half is uh, they, they don't pay for movies. They, uh, they get them online. So Howard Stern is now under fire because uh, multiple videos have come forward of him uh, wearing blackface and using the N-word, the word that we're not allowed to utter unless you happen to be black, and then you can make it just a, a normal part of your vocabulary. But um, NSFW, an online uh, blog slash alternate news site, has has uncovered these uh, these old videos. I'm going to I'm going to bleep out the insulting word, but uh, this goes on for quite a while. You got to put this in context. Howard Stern was one of the most vociferous attackers of Don Imus, who uh, who used that uh, nappy-headed hoe reference and was uh, promptly canceled, had to go on a two-year-long apology tour and grovel and had his show canceled anyway. 
Howard Stern was one of the uh, very early people who uh, tried to condemn Imus for being a racist. How he got away with uh, the blatant hypocrisy is is kind of, uh, uh, what's the word, bewildering. But here is this clip. Uh, it is It took place at uh, a pay-per-view event called uh, New Year's Rotten Eve. And he was appearing with uh, Sherman Hensley. He was playing Ted Danson, and Hensley was playing Oprah, spoofing Ted Danson's use of blackface. And here is what it sounded like. Oh, hush up. I hate blackface. I just can't get this shit off. Besides, Whoopi done wrote everything I'm going to say here tonight, so it's all right. Ain't that right, you smelly I didn't write that. Well, you is a smelly I got some more jokes for your New Year's Eve party there. You're not tired of this. And don't be racially offended because Whoopi done wrote them for me, okay? Here go we go. ahead. Black hole. Black hole. You're going to love this. Saluda. What do I love most about the Whoopi? Uh, yeah. Such a great timing. Hey, Robin, what does you call a black rocket scientist? I don't know, Whoopi wrote it, Whoopi wrote it. Hey, did you happen to notice this? No, what this is that? This here is my mother, Mama Dancing. <laughs> Why, she done working blackface, too. She must be very proud. Yeah. Now, I know you really love it, Ted. You the man. Uh, I tell you, you know, you the man. <laughs> what done happened to Sherman's career? <laughs> it's really over the end. I want you to give us a kiss, you smelly coghead coo. I love May you. May I say something yeah. here? Mm-hmm. Oh, you can say whatever you want, you smelly nigga. Oh! <laughs> Whoopi wrote that. That's it, Ted. You didn't know I was going to say that. Whoopi had no chance to write it. I don't accept that kind of language. You can call her whatever you want, but you don't talk to me that way or I'll leave. Well, don't let the door hit you on your big black ass, my on the way out of here. Now, where was I? Oh, yes. Now, Whoopi, you is a filthy nigga. It goes on and on like that. This, this is the guy that holds himself out as our moral better. And uh, I got to play this one clip for you before the show ends. He was, uh, Stern was appearing on The View, denying that he had ever used that word. We're shock jocks. You use the N-word a lot. Um, you no, I didn't. Really? I, I yeah. used the N-word. Yeah, you did. Wait a second. Hold on. I do. I say that. it. Whoopi, hold on. Wait, wait. Let, no, we wait, had wait, a wait. guy on from the Ku Klux Klan. Yes. Who very freely used the N-word. Yeah. And my belief was, hey, say it out in the open. Yes. And let, I didn't use the N-word. Let's be I'm very not. clear. <laughs> hey, Robin, what does you call a black rocket scientist? I don't know. Dad. A nigga. No. So... Imus. It's time for Howard Stern to get the the Imus treatment, the same treatment that he demanded of Don Imus. He's got to go on an apology tour. He's got to grovel. He's got to beg forgiveness, and then he's got to have his show canceled. And uh, the world will be better for it. Howard Stern has always been a a gutter jackass. Well, there's so much to get to, but we're going to have to bring it to you tomorrow. I hope you'll come back then for another edition of Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5.0 Radio Network. I'll talk to you then.
As you make plans this season, consider convenient COVID-19 testing from Quest. Get the same test hospitals use without a doctor visit. Simply order online, select from drive through or at-home options, and get the results sent securely to your phone or computer. It's a great fit for your busy life. With over 20 million COVID-19 tests processed, you can count on Quest. So order your test today at questcovid19.com. That's questcovid19.com. Whether you host a nightly dinner party for two or five, keeping your eating and dining area clean helps keep your mind on the dinner party and not on the cleanup afterwards. Viva paper towels clean like cloth, trapping splatters and sauces that could become countertop stains or stuck on messes. And they're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. For an exceptional cloth like paper towel, there's Viva. Visit vivatowels.com to soak up the clean feeling of home.